Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, folks. It is V, the Grill Economist, with my main man, CJ, working the airwaves, making sure the broadcast coming out crispy and clean. Check us out, roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News. Rogue News on every single podcasting app. Note to humanity, make sure you subscribe to Twitch, YouTube, DLive, Periscope, Facebook, as well as roguenews.com to get all the latest updates. And, folks, we are available on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. We are everywhere you want us to be, plus a bag of chips. And today we have with us a man who needs no introduction at this point. It is the one and only Jed Blake. He is an elite-level scientist, a man that understands the physics of things, the the real science behind a lot of the elements that we're facing in the world today. And this broadcast is The Outer Limits, where Jed takes us to places where our brains have never even gone before. And with that being said, Jet, CJ, good morning, gentlemen. Good day. Good morning. Jet, where do you want to begin? Last week, we let off on some bombshell cliffhangers. Where do you want to take it, man? Well, there's a lot of directions, of course. It's it's never-ending. That's why the, the shows on Monday would last a long time, which I guess is a good thing. Yes. The When I was listening to your introduction oh by the way uh, before we started the show when we chat backstage that you could easily be a comedian you are so funny with <laughs> the voice the different voices you do and of course <laughs> your uh the humor is logical if it's if it's a political political oriented real sharp i just uh i was laughing so hard before the show started i just thought i'd bring that up because thank you man appreciate you can it. always fall back on that but you'd have to have an audience that understood your humor yeah that's the other thing you know like you know it's it's it, that's that that's uh that's the other <laughs> thing it's people are so um i don't know man i think i think a lot of people are just so colloquial um you know unless you have a a, a perceptive mind you'll you'll pick up mm-hmm. the nuances and you'll you'll get the funny you know yeah, exactly. Yeah, you and CJ with your British accents well, were hilarious. Right oh, right oh. <laughs> uh, I think what what happens is the the, the general Joe six pack population. The, the narrative always seems to be controlled. I know this audience is aware of that. Uh, when you do internet searches or media, academia. There, there are certain channels and perceptions they'd like to keep all of us, and uh, they don't want us to drift to the left or right. Uh, they certainly are threatened by thinking that is alternative or constructive thinking. And a lot of times when I mention these theories, they on the surface can absolutely seem outlandish, yeah. but they, but they really aren't. It's just a matter of a lot of the information is foreign. And a lot of people say, well, I haven't heard that before. Or sure. what do you reference that? I, uh, what book or, and I try to tell people, look, a lot of this, of course you haven't heard it before. That's why it's outer limits. <laughs> that name of the, why we named uh, the Monday show outer limits, but if, if it seems bizarre or on the fringes of uh, being outer limit, well, there's a reason for that. It's because they don't want uh, the individual to even entertain the possibility of points that I bring up as potentially being fact. Yeah. Um, 
so with, with that being said, uh, this latter part of this show is going to be very interesting, but it's going to be, I'll, I'll put it politely, but it'll be bizarre. All I can ask is that the, the listening audience, this second half of the show, don't dismiss what I'm going to present. It, it is foreign or alien in a sense, being very strange, but tuck it away in, in the weeks as weeks go by and months and just remember uh, what I brought up and reserve it as uh, a possibility and look as time develops to see if that theory manifests itself more and more or becomes yeah. more evident. That, that's right. And I, th I think you, you and CJ have been very kind to uh, have me part of the Rogue News team and, and the, the Monday show. Uh, and uh, you haven't laughed me off stage yet. And I, I get a lot of uh, text messages and emails from the Discord group. And it it's, it's comforting to know that people at least are open-minded enough that they enjoy the content. And it gives them something to think about. And even if you view this show as uh, entertainment only, it's very interesting entertainment, to say the least. You know, and it's and it's not costing people uh, any money. So I'll, I'll just start with uh, today's show because I think that the artificial intelligence or the network of these supercomputers is getting more and more advanced. There, there's debates now as to whether some of these computers have self-awareness or they're getting close to some type of self-awareness. You. We talked about many months ago about Google's AI and uh, Blake Lamone was suspended, one of the engineers, because he's like, hey, I, I think there's signs of potential self-awareness in our Google AI, and they shut him down and let him go. Uh, 2017, around August, Facebook, if you recall, they had their AI and they had uh, two AI programs, one they labeled Bob and the other Alice. And they were chattering back and forth in English. And then they switched to a computer-based language that Bob and Alice developed among themselves. And then the Facebook software engineers shut them down. And it turned out that they, the Bob and Alice uh, AI had developed their own machine language that they thought was more efficient than English. And when they uh, would no longer communicate in English, that was shut down. So you wonder what, what's what's going on when you hear bits and pieces. These aren't rumors. These were actual accounts, employees and software engineers. A little bit of information leaks out, kind of gives you an ind indication that there might be more to the story than we think. And I you remember we mentioned about the Terminator. Mm -hmm. I think we can where you, you uh, encourage me, and I will I'll look at the, you said the first two movies were the best ones. But um, there's a Korea Advanced Institute of Science Technology. They have, um, in conjunction with Hanwha, Hanwha is uh, a division of Samsung. <clears throat> Samsung's a very jet one thing about the uh, the Facebook uh, AI robots, right? Um, one of the things that that was talking about was Alice and Bob, and they started talking to each other in a language that they made made up. Um, that was posted on uh, I think Facebook and then on wider interwebs back in July of 2018. And that's been shown to be uh, not true of a, of a story. That was uh, actually put out there, um, but it, it was uh, taken down and proven that um, that the, the, there were chatbots, but they weren't like um, like self aware or talking to each other. That that that's been uh, you know. Yeah, I think was it in was it in was it in Reddit? There was a complete bot yeah. having an entire conversation. I think it was Reddit that. That that exists, where a complete conversation taking place within an entire Reddit 
stream or I'm not sure what you call it, but it was completely uh, technology was leading the entire conversation, <laughs> even the responses and everything. Yeah, it's pretty weird. Because yeah, I mean, there's the, I mean, these are these are these a lot of these AI stuff. And here's my big thing with uh, my little caveat with AI and AI tech. The caveat that I have here is, um, do I believe that there's a, a, an interdimensional aspect to this thing that we don't quite fully understand? Yeah, there is. Do I think, do I think there's a potentiality out there for that infrastructure of quote-unquote AI, which is it's a marketing term similar to stealth technology and all this other stuff. It's a marketing term. Um, do I think there's a potentiality for something, an extra dimensional intelligence to use the infrastructure of quote, quote unquote, what we're building as quote unquote AI to enslave and or manipulate humanity? Absolutely. I believe that potentiality is huge. I believe that's a real incredible threat. I think uh, that's the, one of the reasons why Elon Musk was talking about the demon that is inside AI, right? There is a demon tech yeah. there. That's that's what I'm talking about is the, okay, cool. uh, the potential for interface. Correct. With, that's, with... That, that I agree with you because it, because it is. And you and I touched based on this several shows ago, shows ago that the prior existence or the prior civilizations here on Earth or these entities are not carbon-based like us, but they're actually silicon-based. And we, we've both touched upon that. I, I mentioned a few things that was told to me that I blurbed out. Uh, that I couldn't get into too many details with uh, over the air, but yeah, you, you know, and so yeah, that makes sense. So, so this is so what because I want to clarify this with, uh, for the for the uh, for the audience, like you know, especially like you know they've had me uh, you know where I've said look what what people are programming together, right? They've had um, I, I remember um, they had uh, uh, two AI robots uh, and they were communicating with uh, with with two team two development teams. Uh, and then these AI were in interacting with each other, and these two AIs were just, you know, they're communicating and they're talking about how humanity sucks and this, that, and the other. What that was is basically when they whittled down the source code, is it was basically the programmers of the algorithm were programming their own prejudices and their own ideas into the actual code itself. So it eventually will corrupt any sort of data, right? So yeah. that so. In that sense, I don't believe in actual, you know, people creating a self-aware machine. I don't believe that at all. I believe that there are idiots that are working half thousand and brilliant idiots, brilliant, absolutely brilliant, right? But they 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 couldn't, uh, you know, have a normal conversation with a normal person or have relationships or or be normally functioning uh, in any regard. But they're brilliant in 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 some of the myopic fields that they so specialize in. And I believe that these idiots can be manipulated as wonderful worker droids to create an infrastructure for something to reemerge on this planet. Something, that very something, Jed, and you and I both know this, and we kind of hinted out to the crowds here and there, that very something that has existed on this planet before that wants to reemerge itself again. And we are building the neural networks. We're building the infrastructure. We're building the silicon uh, 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 central nervous system for this thing to inhabit. I know is that that's what you're getting at. I, I I believe, right? Yes, that's exactly perfect. Yeah, that's that's what um, I'm I'm trying to emphasize is as they're working on these. Yeah, yeah, it's a general term AI, but I, what happens eventually there if they haven't already, and I think. CERN has some involvement, which I'll talk later, is that they'll be able to create a more complex computer system that would enable other non-human entities to interface with in our reality. That makes sense. Yeah. All right. Uh, Go ahead, Jack. Keep, keep going. You're... Uh... You're hitting it on the ballpark. Go ahead. Um, Hanwha uh, Tech Win is uh, Samsung's the parent company, and I, I I'm not sure. I think they're spinning off Hanwha as a separate 
entity, but they're one of the uh, South Korea's largest weapons manufacturers, and they make uh, cluster munitions. But that was banned in 120 countries under international treaty, but South Korea, United States, Russia, China, and I, it might be Iran, I'm not sure. Uh, they're not signatories of that convention. But th there was uh, some, some concern with Korea Advanced Institute of Science Technology and Hanwha with the uh, robots that they're developing. And uh, there, there's different concepts of robots where uh, humans inside them, and mm -hmm. then you're 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 controlling a robot's behavior, but you're inside uh, the robot. I I have there's a I don't know if it was a picture or a video I sent CJ of uh, one of the robots where humans inside it. Did you have a chance to see? Yeah, I, I got it. Up. Oh, like a like a mech suit? Yeah, yeah. almost like a. Um... Yeah, here it is. I'll play. I found it. It's right here. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Leave it to the Japanese. They're they're, <laughs> they're making Gundam for real. <laughs> Something like the movie The Matrix. No, South. This is South Korea. See, the no, Koreans the are beating the Japanese. Too. Oh no! <laughs> Remember the Matrix? They used these. Yeah, they did. I mean, this is going to be the ultimate battlefield tool right here, man. And for factory work. Yeah. So I mean, you have. So I, I guess it's got a baseball bat jet. Look. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that's to beat people with, or he's just it's demonstrating. To beat people for compliance. Yeah, for and the other the other arm has a giant syringe, so it can vaccinate you. After well, there, you there you yeah, the, the yeah. Then that that hand there can grab you around the neck to hold you still, <laughs> or grab you by the groin. Either way, either way, it'll be. <laughs> so, uh, as as we go along today, and a, a couple uh, the videos like that one shown and some others, I'm glad you brought that up. I, I'm not I'm not thinking that the hardware in the programming of a Asian North America, Middle East bot because uh, Russia and, and Iran have their advanced bot as well. They're getting very Terminator like in their engineering. It's, 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 it's amazing, but a little frightful. I'm not saying that, that like that machine turns and starts killing people, anything of that nature. But I I can see where this is headed, that machines, if they get advanced enough, and then they have, as they're developing uh, Neuromast, which is a high-level computer programming language, that there's a potential of life forms or consciousness being able to interface with these bot technologies that you you and I just discussed. So oh, yeah. that, let the audience, hopefully the audience follows what I'm saying so far. Um, the, the the concern was when Hanwha and the Korea Advanced Institute of Science Technology, the video CD just played, there was enough to where they wanted to boycott that university. And then the, I think the CEO or president of the university says, no, we're not going to be developing autonomous weaponry, you know, or bots, but they, they are working on algorithms for uh, like the cluster munitions. Jet, but the, Jet, was it you, was it you in a previous podcast or was one that I was listening to in regards to some of the weapons technology that they're currently developing? And, and one was an actual Iron Man type, um, apparatus suit that they attempted to build and to place on on our soldiers to was it was it you that had this conversation or was it a different podcast I, I i i've slept but but long story short they kept they kept running into problems and in, as it relates to the the how heavy uh it was going to be and therefore uh the soldier being able to maneuver it and then when they started looking at 
the power supply in terms of how this uh, suit would work is when they instantly ran into trouble. It's like, well, how long, if, if it's going to be mechanical and there's going to have to be some power assisted in maneuvering and everything, running, jumping, flying, what have you, what's the power, what power supply could they develop uh, into this suit? And this was real technology that they were working on, but I think that they, they may have scrapped it um, or, or maybe they said they did, but um, maybe that's the future. It's just kind of interesting that they, they're working on those things. Well, I think what happened, if, if I were, which, which I'm not, but if I were employed and did that, then, then I would investigate uh, various uh, graphene quantum dot uh, nanotechnology that would interface with the cells to derive energy from the cells and form an exoskeleton, but lightweight, much a little, little bit lighter than carbon fiber. And then that, if that, if you have, see if I can say this correctly, I see it in my head, but trying to put it in English language is if you had an exoskeleton, but it was lighter than carbon fiber that you had on your, your calves and thighs and arms and chest area, but it derives its energy from your cells, and they, they are working on that nanotechnology, then that could maybe help assist you as far as running and jumping. But it would be lightweight, very lightweight, and it would be energized by your caloric intake, your cells. So you would have a soldier that could eat a high-protein content or a uh, – a highly refined liquid or protein paste. And then that would energize maybe an hour's worth of activity with that lightweight exoskeleton on. Interesting. The, I, the fundamental design I, I, I could easily come up, come up with. So I think that's a possibility. It wouldn't be like a clunky metal exoskeleton and then have to have lithium ion. Yeah. That'd be way too heavy. And wear out the soldier, <laughs> like a, a, th a thousand pounds. <laughs> <laughs> well, even even uh, a seventy-five pound. I, I, I don't know how our uh, our female frontline and our trans soldiers will be able to carry such a such a device, Chad. They wouldn't care as long as they had the rainbow colors on it. <laughs> yes, <that's> true. <laughs> rainbow. Sorry, go pounds. ahead, guys. Sorry. <laughs> well, the. Uh... The carbon fiber is a, is is definitely a, a way to go. I mean, you know, it's 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 uh it's like a fifty times lighter than steel and ten times stronger. So, yeah, carbon fiber definitely. Yeah, and it and then if it's it, if you have the the nanotechnology uh, in uh, graphene, but the interfacing as far as what they're able to do is uh, interact with the the cell because. We have our electromagnetic beings. We have well over a trillion volts. They're just insulated in each cell. That way you don't shock the daylights out of someone when you give them a handshake or a hug. But there's a lot of definitely the energy, electrical energy the body produces that can be converted into an exoskeleton, lightweight exoskeleton to assist in yeah. uh, increasing your speed and strength and 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 vertical jumping absolutely i that's that could easily be done next 20 years but they have uh south korea's dotam system d-o-d-a-a-m has autonomous uh combat robots and terrainus is a military drone that's built by bae systems and i think there's a u.s and uk division of bae so they have these uh autonomous i think that's where the military is really heading towards autonomous everything whether it's body suits or you know bots where humans in it or it's standalone which uh, one of the videos coming up the one that russia has is is uh, an eye opener or if it's uh, drones as far as the helicopter quad devices or uh, c uh, autonomous submarines or submersible units that's the big that's where all the money is going and where the 
satellite system I talked about next week would be the eyes and ears of these autonomous combatant devices. Maybe that's the best way to put it. These autonomous combatant devices where you don't need the, I always jokingly say, but you don't need the 26-year-old kid with the joystick underground in Colorado operating it anymore. It's all going to be done through the satellite system and these supercomputers that will make combatant decisions in real time where no humans will be involved to authorize a, a kill shot, let's say. That, that's where, the, now where they are and the, the success of it, I, I'm not in, in the loop, but all the funding is heading that way. Is that, oh yeah, are you playing the Russian video? Is that the one that I gave you? No, this is the one I just about pulled up. Oh, this, I, is, this is Fedor. Yeah, that's I, I gave CJ that one. Yeah, uh, so that's good. That, Say hello, well, Fedor. That's CNN's version. If uh, CJ, I gave you one from the the company. Could you uh, play that? You don't have to play the music. You can mute it. But yep. Um, is it like two minutes or something? Yeah. Yeah, this one's better than CNN, but. So I guess this would be Russia's version of Boston Dynamics. Yeah, it would be, but I, I don't think this thing could dance as well as the Boston Dynamics one, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, what's an interesting feature, it's towards the end of this video that um, I, I got a... I, got a laugh out of it, but I thought, well, that's pretty interesting when it shows uh, one of the features that it can do. I won't give it away because it's showing up in the video. You can see like civilian versions of it would be in, in construction or hazardous. Yeah, right here. The thing's driving that, that Jeep looking vehicle. <laughs> see that? That's great. Which is weird because it's this is almost like Terminator technology now. So it's driving. Look, see how it's turning the steering wheel. Come with me if you want to live. Yeah, I'm I, mean, I, John like, Connor. I can see one of those rolling up in my lab. I, I just give it a few more, few more months or a couple of years. <laughs> There'll be two of those rolling up in the lab. But uh, here they're showing like civilian application where it can drill, precision drip, uh, drilling, and, and of course being able to lift objects. But I think they show towards the end of this video that CNN clip. Yeah, right here. So it's it's. I mean, it's primarily designed for military application, not to work next to you in construction, hanging drywall. You know what I mean? So. Wow. It's just th th those are uh, sobering thoughts, but they uh, the 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 next point that I want to lead into uh, it's it's I'll tie this in how it's related to the advancements of computers, these supercomputers, AI being like you said uh, via general term. But I think that the apparatus, if it's if it's bots, different types of bots, and the computer software as it advances, like Neuromast, they will be able to design the infrastructure, a part mechanical, robotic, and advanced computer system that would enable what I'm afraid of is the uh, demonic realm to manipulate. If, if you go back to the days when you had um, PCP, and um, that, that's um, encyclidine, PCP, you have uh, LSD, 
which is your lysergic acid, di diethylamide. There's a methamphetamine. LSD was first synthesized back in 1938 by Albert Hoffman, and that was uh, Sandoz, our, our good friend Sandoz. But I, I did a presentation on Novartis and Sandoz when Novartis was formed in 1997 by Sibagigi and Sandoz merger. They were synthesizing this back in 1938. But when you have these mind-altering drugs, what's interesting is, and I'd like the two of you comment if you, if you have uh, some accounts or knowledge that you want to share, or correct me if I'm wrong here. It's, I'm absolutely do not mind being corrected. On, on some of these chemical compositions, and they also, I don't know if, if the, uh, it works with the natural chemistry, if, if it's a, a mixture of plants and roots or uh, mushrooms and so forth. But if, if you heard individuals where if they go on these uh, mind-altering excursions, they, they run into... Uh, like DMT and stuff? Like, uh, uh, what's it called? Hiawaska and all that stuff that, that people are... That's like a trending thing that people have been recently been doing the last uh, three years or so, four years? Hiawaska, DMT. Yeah, yeah and that, they, they that... take it and they become so conscious and they run into a giant reptile and the reptile tells them or, or a, a wolf or whatever, whatever hallucinogenic nonsense that they're seeing. Is that what you're referring to? Yeah. And I was, have you, have you heard people talk about these machine elves? I heard about this elf stuff. That's like a common occurrence where people are, are seeing elves in their DMT trips. Okay. okay machine, yeah, machine elves. Well, what's interesting is. Now what's in, a machine in, elf chat? I don't know. That's what I was wondering if any of you we need to ask the resident expert on the CJ. Is he even there? Are you there? What is a what is it again? A machine elf. What you know all these people that are tripping on DMT, they're always talking about elves. M machine elves. Mm hmm There's multiple accounts uh, of people that go let me give a little more information and and see, or, and I don't know if anyone's uh, commenting in the in the chat or not. What's interesting is these accounts, and I, I don't see why they would make this up. But it doesn't matter if they're different parts of the world, different cultures and languages. They all describe a very similar world that they encounter when they're on uh, these mind-altering excursions. There we go. Machine elves. The machine elves, okay. Is there a video so, on that, Siege? Let's see what this video says. Maybe there's going to talk about the machine. That's a short video or it's like what? That's a long one. Huh? I, I think it's just in general. Yeah, I didn't talk to oh, okay. about that. the machine elves. What, is the, what does the article say about the machine elves? Uh, just, like, just basically asking if psychedelics, in fact, let us visit other dimensions or if it's oh. opening the, the third eye. Um to, to uh, the ability to, to, to do that. Um, and I'm sure probably some of the studies that are being conducted primarily around a lot of soldiers that are suffering uh, post-traumatic, but it does appear for some reason there is some rewiring to the brain uh, that does take place, leveraging DMT, leveraging uh, psychedelics, and that's why a lot of doctors are, are getting on board with it. Not so just more of the psychedelic trip. Good, Jeff. Okay, go. so, so what were you hearing about these uh, elves, and what do you think all this stuff is about? Yeah, here's here's the information uh, that we have at our end. I'm just throwing this out there, and of course, I can be corrected. I don't want to mislead anyone, but when people have these experiences, they don't know each other, and they're on, scattered throughout planet Earth, and again, different cultures or languages, but they have a very similar rendition or encounter 
of what they experienced. So uh, if they're able to tap into another dimension, one thing's for sure, they're tapping into a, a reality, but whatever reality they're tapping into, it's the same reality. Now they can't be conversing with one another. They don't know each other to collaborate their story. But the, the, the mind, the way the, hu the, the human mind wor works is if, if they're on a excursion, I'm just using a, that term instead of tripping. If they're on an excursion and it's four to six hours, the, the mind cannot create a fantastical world four to six hours with no reality reference uh, mm -hmm. if it's strictly imagination. So if, if, they're, if they're experiencing this, there's a realm that obviously must exist and they're able to tap into that. They're not fabricating that world from scratch and then have the same oh, consistency. Hold on. So wait a minute. So just to backtrack a little bit. So you're saying that um, the mind is incapable of creative delusions beyond four hours well that not uh what i'm saying is not not this length of time if it's it, i guess it depends on dosage and the individual but some of these can last even eight eight hours uh, okay. before they before they come out of that realm but it, you can't yeah go ahead it, it's 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 there's no explanation that you could have someone that's four to eight hours on the on a excursion like that to that length of time and then have the detail where the stories are very similar all over planet Earth and they've never. Yeah, that's true. It's also kind of interesting to me when you look at these alien abduction stories, which are just basically, again, the mind tripping out and whatnot. Um, their similarities to the little gray aliens. You know, and this is before little gray aliens became part of the lexicon and uh, of basically of pop culture. And it became familiar as a cultural zeitgeist, so to speak, with this whole little gray alien thingy. Right. Mm -hmm. But prior to that, in like the 80s, when alien abductions all of a sudden became the rage. Right. Uh, the, the the Travis Walton story, you know, that they made a movie on and fire in the sky and this whole gray alien thing. And the basic one I'm trying to say is this: these people who are reporting these abductions, right, all over the world, and they're describing, and this is in the early, back in like the late '70s, early '80s, when this was a phenomenon, and um, they're all describing the same creature, the little gray, the little gray man, the little gray alien. Is this something uh, correlated to what is what people are witnessing with these machine elves that they're that they're seeing in these DMT trips? That's that's the first question. The second question is, okay, the brain cannot create uh, in an altered state for four hours, but beyond four hours, but is there some sort of uh, chemical uh, conduction or catalyzation that occurs that pushes that at that part of the brain to have hallucin, you know, going to be in a hallucination far longer? Then it's normal limits. Basically, um, some sort of a a, a a speed pill for that aspect of the brain to keep it going even longer. Is that a is that a possibility? Yes, yes, it is. Mm -hmm. But what it does is, if there's if there's a a, a temporary uh, speed alteration, and uh, not necessarily a reconfiguring of the neural network. It's how would it go back after you are done with this excursion? But it, it's it's able. These individuals are able to enter a, a world that normally the typical speed and neural network configuration of the human doesn't tap into that world. Yeah. Okay. So they're all able to tap into this very similar world worldwide uh, under various uh, chemical induced period periods of time. So there there must be a, a realm that's able to 
access during this alteration that must exist even when they're not in that altered state. Mm-hmm. So what I, what I found interesting is when Sandoz came up with LSD in 1938, and then that's, they're one of the largest pharmaceutical companies that, and then the companies had advanced into antidepressants, which are big business nowadays. Uh, they, they have their roots. This is where it's going to get bizarre, and I'll, I'll keep doing some research, but kind of my, my gut instinct and my spidey senses are telling me, you know, the, the area in Sandoz where it's located, and that's the birthplace of these psychotropic drugs, which enable people to see a world that otherwise you and I, none of us see, unless you're in that altered state. They're, they're located, that's the same uh, region where CERN is. Well, if you look at CERN, we've talked about that many times before. The um, the fact that it, it has... It's, it's never out of money. It's well-funded. It's a construction project that's international in scope and was able to get all the permits and, and, and be built. And then the, the weird, bizarre ceremonies when it, when it was opened. And then they continue to have various ceremonies. I, I wonder if there's a connection between CERN and mankind's consciousness and, and what mankind sees when the consciousness is in an altered state. Mm-hmm. If, if CERN has an ability or is an ability to act as uh, a, a type of portal, but, but enabling and interfacing between man's kind, mankind in, in general or consciousness and a non-human world that exists there, there's a, there's a connection there and I, I don't know how much time I want to s- spend on. Yeah, let me ask you this there, you know, when our chat, we have awakened blonde over here made a post a very good question. Are there experiments of placing an individual on these mind altering drugs with brain scans and electrodes to evaluate their experience scientifically? Do you know of any such studies? Oh yeah. Yeah. They've had them. Oh, they've had studies where people are on a DMT trip and. Uh, oh yeah. We can- uh, do you do you recollect what the what what that what the what the studies were finding or? Well, it's it's what's interesting. It's it seems like that they're I don't know how to just des- describe it. I'll, I'll butcher this, and it, you know this isn't a, a live show. Now people are go ah, he misspoke, which will happen. So I'll apologize up front. But it's it's like the. The, the brain neural networks able to go on a hyperdrive mm-hmm. and it's able to uh, ref- refigure in, in a certain way temporarily to open up a, a window or a lens of an altered dimension or reality that exists uh, for a sh- short time and then comes back to its regular speed and configuration. And if, if you spend too much time on these expeditions these excursions then you could do permanent damage where you won't be able to come back to the natural human state of consciousness and and vision and color spectrum so it's like uh in an automobile term you're familiar probably both you and cj are familiar with automobile if you do nitrous yep uh is nitrous supposed to be used all the time no, it's uh, temporary. Because what'll happen? If you, you can blow, it? you can you can blow your motor, man. Yeah, so it's like putting the brain, the consciousness on nitrous. It's it's Ooh, only a short opinion. burst. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, short burst. Because if you use it uh, on a regular basis, you'll fry the engine, it, and then uh, you know I don't know if, if this is correct or not. If mechanics in the show, I don't, you can melt the head or <laughs> the. Um, damage to pistons and rings so it's mm-hmm. only for short uh, boosts right where you rev the rpm and then uh try to get you across the finish line maybe the last two seconds or, or whenever you hit that button so same thing with the the neural network 
it seems like people are boosted like in nitrous and it they are able to record unusual neural network activity that normally would not exist in a natural state which which humankind seems to be uh pre-programmed and set to operate yeah uh, i'll send you the link i'll put it over in discord uh later on uh but one of the podcast guests that joe rogan had uh, who leads this organization called uh, maps which is the multi multidisciplinary association for psychedelic studies um has existed for quite a bit since 1986, doing extensive research, science, a lot of testing. Uh, Netflix released a documentary about about some of his work. Um, I can probably play just a little bit of this real quick, at least a trailer uh, for it. But Jed, I'll yeah. send you the link to it. Let's see. This is just a trailer. It talks about LSD, everything of these psychedelics and everything. But yeah, it won't. It won't come on. Let's see. Things Here goes. Psychedelics. They scrambled your chromosomes. They caused you to hop off of buildings. It was all terrifying. So I took a look at the true effects of these substances. I was very surprised at what I found. Mescaline, psilocybin, MDMA, LSD. For a lot of people, this was the bad and evil drugs. But the opposite is true. There are really people who could benefit. Can't wait to see what's going to happen. There you go. Maybe we can do a watch party sometime. Like over yeah, that sounds fun, man. Yeah, that looks like a good documentary. I want to check it out. So here, here's uh, if and you'll let let me know. We'll see what the response is to go in a little more detail next week. Here's where I kind of tie this in. This is going to be. Uh, the part I mentioned, if you could just kind of tuck this in the back of your mind and hold off immediate judgment, but but let it ponder, ponder this. this. This is a good exercise for the listening audience to expand your mind and possibilities and try to get us to think in, in outer limits. In Daniel, the fourth chapter, uh, we're in a period where Nebuchadnezzar is head of the Babylonian Empire. His reign was roughly from 605 BCE to 561 BCE. That's before Common Era. So in historical, you go backwards, 605 backwards to 561, because you're going back to year one when the calendar system switched. Mm-hmm. So in Daniel, the fourth chapter, uh, Nebuchadnezzar was about in, in his 11th year of reign, and the Babylonians uh, kept meticulous records. And he had a total of a 43-year reign, but around the 11th year of his reign, there was a dream that he had, and uh, this is where Daniel... Uh, was prominent in in a lot of these disturbing dreams that Nebuchadnezzar had. No one was able to interpret them, but Daniel. And he had a a dream of a tree, this immense, very beautiful, but immense tree that got chopped down, came crashing to the earth. It was banded for seven times. And uh, he wanted to know what that dream meant. Well, Daniel came in uh, after the Babylonian high priest and sorcerers could not come up with an interpretation he's brought in comes up with an interpretation well one of the center points of that interpretation involved nebuchadnezzar himself and that he was going to be uh taken from his kingship he kind of performed he was head of the babylonian kingdom but he was also the high priest head of the different uh, Babylonians. So he served both functions. He was going to fall from that position and for a period of seven years was going to literally lose his mind and turn animalistic. Hmm. Well, what's interesting is the fulfillment of that didn't happen until exactly a year later. So when Daniel gave the interpretation uh, and Six months went by, nine, ten months went by. They're like, you know, what's going on? The king hasn't lost his mind. He's supposed to be seven years acting as a wild beast. Did you blow it? 
And if, if so, you've lost all credibility, but you've also put us into a bind, all the other priesthood class. But sure enough, right on the anniversary, 12 months later, Nebuchadnezzar is on top of his palace boasting about the grandness of the empire, which it was a very grand empire. Just to give you an example, there are over 15 million bricks that were used in the building project during the 43-year reign of Nebuchadnezzar, 15 million bricks. And on 15 million bricks, there's more, but 15 million bricks had a message stamped on them that he was king of Babylon and provider of the temples of Asalaga and Isida. So you have this monstrous empire and sure enough, he was struck on the on the rooftop of the balcony when he made that statement. He lost his sanity, and he ate vegetation for seven years. He was clothed without clothing. He was with the wild beast. And in Daniel 4, verse 33, talks about his hair grew like eagle feathers and his nails like bird claws and even had talions. So what's interesting is the description is the, the fact that um, there was a slight alteration of even of his DNA because his hair, his skin tone, and his appendage, you know, his feet and hands were claw-like. He was in that state for seven years, and then his sanity was restored, and his DNA was altered to where his claws and feather-like features and his, his skin reverted back to, let's say, normal. The reason why I bring this up and how this is interconnected, there's not enough time in the next eight, eight to ten minutes to tie this in. This would have to be another episode or discussions, long discussions on your Rogue News Discord, which I'm happy to do. What we're finding out is, I keep mentioning this, and this is why I say don't scoff this, there's transmission that comes out of our sun, and, and we know it's coming from counter space. That's what, what we call it. The transmission interacts with our DNA, and there's a constant transmission coming from counter space. And that transmission that our DNA is tuned to keeps us in a human state. Mm -hmm. If that transmission stops or gets blocked, Humanity would instantly turn into beast-like because this is what happened to Nebuchadnezzar. The signaling was barred from reaching his DNA for seven years because this was a disciplinary action. Mm -hmm. What's what separates us from animal and what makes us human, and supposedly the caretaker of Earth under you know perfect conditions, is we have a unique signaling coming from the sun that our DNA is tuned to that animals and plants don't have that. If that signaling stops, we instantly revert to a core animalistic behavior. That's what happened yeah. to him for seven years. What I'm proposing is, is a couple things. One is we are going to start to see if we haven't already, as, as the months go by, mankind is going to turn more and more animalistic. Hmm. Right? Okay. We're, we're going to, we're going to see, Bizarre behavior, you know, I, I don't mean to be graphic, but I'm just making stuff up. But, you know, like maybe beheadings in public. Uh, oh, that, that's, that, that, that's a thing now in California, Jet. Yeah. I mean, you know, the <laughs> stabbing, shootings, just uh, uh, chaotic, animalistic behavior. So basically People, a weekend in Chicago. Yeah, South Chicago, right? Yeah, so <laughs> or now, it might be all Chicago now. Well, it's but, pretty yeah, interesting it's, you should say that, right? Like, here's something that, that most people don't realize. It took man hundreds of years to domesticate a pig, right? We took the pig out of the out of, out of the uh, out of the wilderness and we turned him into this pink, delicious thing whose skin crackles on an open fire. Mm -hmm. Or a cute little piglet. And other variations of domesticated pig. Yes. But you take that same domesticated pig, what happens when the fences are down and Wilbur decides to venture out into the woods for a couple of months? What happens? Mm -hmm. What most people do not realize 
is that pigs actually undergo a metamorphosis. Hair begins to grow wildly. They develop yes. a hunch on their back. They start growing tusks. They yes. transform into wild boar. Razorback, yep. Yep. That is one thing that people do not realize. Domesticated pigs, when they're left out in the wild, turn into wild boar in a matter of months. And they breed like hell. And their docile, their docile nature goes out the window. They become absolutely aggressive. That's a fact. So think about that. That has happened at a DNA level. We're witnessing a metamorphosis of an animal. You would never think of it. Just to make you folks think of what's possible. Go ahead, Chad. Okay, so I'm going to go out of limb and just put myself up there uh, to be targeted by trolls and hate speech but otherwise ignore the trolls ignore the trolls the, otherwise the show wouldn't be interesting so here's here's what i'm i'm concerned and i'm proposing not only as a research scientist but also a historian and, and advanced studies and scriptural reference uh i i'm proposing that we're we're in a timeline that ancient texts had mentioned I think there's a concerted effort on the system engineers to disconnect us from a, a, a spiritual development and any kind of connection to God, source, or divine. Mm -hmm. that, that's pretty obvious. You know, you've got a lot, a lot of violent sports and lyrics and music and uh, immorality and violence in Hollywood. And, yeah. and then uh, there's there's gender confusion. No one knows what gender they are anymore. We know there's a lot to do with GMO and chemical imbalances that doesn't help. I, I'm just a wide paintbrush here but uh it, it seems to fit that only the only uh humans mankind on this planet that will remain human and have sanity seems to indicate that it's just going to be a, a relatively small percentage compared to the seven plus billion whatever they're saying uh the population is it's going to be those who uh, have not succumbed to the plastic and leather matrix that the system engineers have designed, but those that are spiritually connected will still be able to receive the signaling coming from outer, from counter space, keeping them human, keeping them with their cognizant ability, their frame of mind, having wisdom and insight and humanity that is not connected to source is going to go back gawana crazy they're going to turn animalistic and you you have a, a a description of a mad max scenario that the ancient texts refer to during the great tribulation and this armageddon event where it specifically mentions family turning on family neighbor against neighbor the animalistic behavior will reach a crescendo where it's finally addressed at uh, Armageddon. Now, I'm not getting into um, a Sunday sermon by any means on the, the outer limits, but I can see what's happening is the change of human behavior and the lack of civility to where you can't even have dialogue anymore. Uh, there isn't anything such as polite debate or an exchange of ideas immediately. If someone disagrees, they turn hostile on any any given topic. Yeah, I was uh, I was wondering what the hell has been going on with humanity in the last four years. Yes, I mean the the it, you cannot even talk to people about a contrary opinion before an a raging emotional outburst occurs. It's incredible. Yes, it, it doesn't matter if it's Roe versus Wade, if it's uh, vaccinated versus the unvaccinated, if it's flat earth versus hollow earth or sphere around and any topic instead of a, an exchange and some giggling or um, compromising, say, you know, that's a good point. I never thought about nothing. It instantly goes into a hostile mode within less than a minute. Yeah. And you, you can't even have uh simple dialogue even if it's uh are we in a recession or a depression what's gonna 
never, never mind politics. You know, I never talk about politics on, on this show. That's so divisive. You can't even, um, I'll just unless you're up. a raging left wing liberal jet, you're more than welcome to talk politics on this show. Yeah, I'm just talking about. <laughs> uh, I'll give an example. I I, I stay new, neutral in politics. I'm very because I, I've got enough oh, running out of time. En- enough topics. Yep. But I'll just I'll just throw this out there. I'm amazed on the percentage of people. If if you mention Trump, for example, or and I'm not saying any anyone's perfect by any means but just mention that or the four years and what about the russian collusion and wasn't this fabricated i mean the rage that comes out of people just mentioning that i'm like what what's wrong with what are you talking about you unbelievable that people i'm like are they subconsciously programmed and they immediately uh, their face turns red and they start spitting you go what are you talking about Exactly. Even at, even as an individual, if you don't like him, well, he was on Epstein Island. I don't know what's going exactly. on. Exactly. Jet, we'll have to continue this next week, okay. folks. I hope you've been taking notes. If you haven't, go back and listen to the show again. Take notes. There's a lot of juicy, juicy, juicy information in here. You got to go back and squeeze it out. Get those notebooks ready, and Jet will be back next week, right here on the Outer Limits. You can catch him lurking over in the Discord. If you need to get into the Discord, contact CJ, cj at roguenews.com. And in the subject uh, box of of your email, just type in Discord. This way he knows what it's all about. With that being said, thank you all for listening in. CJ, take it away.